Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking show with Brett Ridgway. I'm your host, and I'm excited to welcome with my guest today, Janice Burt. Janice is an inspirational keynote speaker, court-certified Spanish interpreter, voiceover artist, yoga instructor, actor, and author. Now, how she dug with all those both, I have no freaking clue. She delivered a TEDx speech and wrote a book about kicking the people-pleasing habit. Her purpose in life is to share hope and encouragement with others, through the power of her words and actions. So welcome Janice Burke to the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Woohoo! So happy to be here, Brett. I love talking about this stuff and I love getting to know amazing people like yourself. So thank you for having me on. Well, I'm really excited to have you here. And first of all, I want to congratulate congratulate you as the winner of the Top Talent Speakers Agency competition recently. So I didn't know I was bringing a speaking superstar onto the show today, but apparently that is the case. So congratulations. Uh, congratulations. Thank you so much. I was very, very pleasantly surprised, and I still can't exactly wrap my <laughs> mind around the fact that I'm going to Kenya in like 30 days. It's, oh my it's gosh. pretty exciting. Well, have a wonderful time there. I'm sure it will be an eye-opening experience. But now let's talk about your experience as a speaker. So, you know, the purpose of the show is to help aspiring speakers learn the things that they should do to have greater chances of success, as well as avoid mistakes that, you know, others have made along the way that they don't want to repeat. So how did you get into speaking in the first place, Janet? How far do we have to go back to where you decided you needed to get up on that platform and share your wisdom with the world? Well, funny story, Brett. Um, <laughs> when I was in high school, I loved speaking and acting, but my high school didn't have a drama club, so they only had speech and debate. So I signed up for that, and I started giving speeches and some monologue stuff, and I really, really liked it, except one contest that I joined, <clears throat> uh, it was the finals and... I, I forgot my lines completely. And everybody's in the audience. My I had invited my parents and my aunts and uncles. And I'm standing there just like, I totally don't know what I'm even talking about right now. <laughs> so after that event, it, I, it so instilled this fear in me that that would ever happen again. 
that I didn't speak publicly like that for probably another 20 years. That's how debilitating fear is. And as I'm sure many of you know, that have struggled with some sort of a fear in, in your lives. So uh, I went through a divorce about 11 years ago and my world kind of flipped on its head. And I realized that I had been living this life uh, completely imprisoned by fear and by people pleasing and trying to get everyone to like me so that I could feel good enough about myself. At that point, I realized I need to change. I need to do something totally different than I've been doing for the last 20 years. So I decided I'm going to walk through my fears as they come up. So I joined Toastmasters because public speaking was one of those huge fears of mine. I joined Toastmasters. I started giving speeches and, you know, it'd be nice if that was like a cute little story, like, oh, she then, you know, faced her fears and everything went great. Well, it didn't, it, I did face my fears, which was amazing, but I, I realized I had so much fear inside of me that a lot of the times I would stand up to speak, my body would shake uncontrollably, like, but really visibly shaking where I couldn't stop it. And so that would happen over and over and over again. But I just knew that I have this message inside of me of inspiring others to also walk through their fears, to take action, to live this one life that they have fully. And so I just kept speaking and shaking and speaking and forgetting my lines and, and crying or all the things that like, maybe you quote unquote, shouldn't do. But I knew that I just had to continue to get up on that stage. So that was about 11 years ago when I started really walking through the fear and it's been a journey. And even so, I think even this year, there was a time I stood up on the stage and started shaking a little bit, but it's gotten better. I've improved, I've progressed. And so now I'm really transitioning to inspirational speaking to being a, a keynote speaker for different companies and organizations. And I just want to encourage other people that um, what we consider failures, you know, shaking or crying or whatever, in my opinion, as long as we get back up and we keep getting back up, that is really all that matters because we will improve. We will progress. The, the only problem is when we don't get back up. You know, I agree wholeheartedly, Janice. And I, I think, you know, I, I probably have shaken on stage or shook on stage, but I don't think I've ever cried on stage. So you got me there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cover all the bases. We'll just... <laughs> All right. Now, so you're working into the world of keynote speaking. And in my mind, there are, you know, you have keynote speakers, you have what I call platform sellers, sell from the stage people. And then you have people that just use speaking as a business building tool. So they're not directly selling, but obviously they hope people will have a need for their type of product or service at some point in time. So in addition to the keynoting that you're beginning to do even more of, 
Do you do platform selling also or just business building speaking? Not yet. This is a very much in progress kind of journey right now. So for now, I'm focusing on the keynote speaking, mm -hmm. um, maybe some facilitation, workshops, breakout kind of things. But I'm I'm really in that process of mm -hmm. of keynoting right now and of developing that uh, tool set or set of skills. Uh, so that's that's where I am right now. I don't know how this journey is going to unfold and what other things might come, but that's what I'm focusing on now. So what did you use? How did you, other than just getting back up there and taking it on the chin again and again and again, how did you overcome that fear of getting up in front of the, the room, essentially? I think it was just developing that mindset uh, shift or this this internal strength of going I know I know that this feels like a failure or uh, or I perceive it as being that but that truly the only time we fail is when we don't get back up. And I think as adults, we get, it's like this thing of perfectionism where we want everything to look perfect. And if you remember back to when you're a kid or you're learning how to walk and you're learning to run and you're learning to ride the bike, you're gonna fall. You're, you're gonna not do it perfectly right out of the bat or out of the gate. So, um, so it's just that knowledge, I think, for me of going, this is how people develop skills. There's going to be imperfection. It's not going to be great the first couple of times, but that's what practice is all about. And you have to build these skills and you have to be willing to shake or fall or forget your lines. Like, I think I just felt that it's better to be in the arena than to be sitting on the sidelines mm -hmm. and not doing anything. It was just that mental yeah. shift. What prompted you to enter the top talent speakers competition? Oh my goodness. I, it's so funny because sometimes I'll see things and just there's an, an intuitive pull towards something where I'll read about a trip or an event. And I tend to want to say yes to a lot of things, especially during these last 10 years where I've really been facing fears because I've realized that when I say yes to these things, incredible stuff has happened in my life that wouldn't have happened had I said no because of fear or shied away. Uh, so there was, I read about it. And I, I love, first of all, I love David and Isabel and their team. I've been following along with them for a couple years and doing their, their masterminds and just have gotten to know them a little bit and knowing that they're remarkable people and great at what they do. When I saw they were having a speaker's competition and now I'm shifting more and more into that realm, 
I thought, oh my gosh, I got to sign up for that. And just seeing what the grand prize was, even thinking there's no way I'm going to win that. But you never know, maybe that could be a possibility was cool. Sure. So in your mind, Janice, what makes for a successful keynote speech? How do you measure success in the keynote world? Ooh, I would say if you can inspire action in people, and this is actually something that Top Talent and David Fagan talk about, is the best speakers out there are the ones who can inspire the audience to act, to actually move the needle and progress. And I just agree. I think if you can go in there, because it's great to inspire in the moment and have people feeling really good, that's beautiful. Right. But if people walk out and then go back to the the regular way they did things, then it's kind of like, ooh, you know, the the real measure, mm -hmm. I think, of a very good speaker is that it, especially ones I listen to where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go sign up for that thing, or I'm going to go do this, do that, do the other thing. And I'm inspired to action. So that's what I would say would be the main thing. Right, so that raises an interesting question. So when you do a presentation and you're hoping to inspire your audience, but you don't really know, obviously in the moment, whether they take that and apply it to the real world after they leave your speech, so how do you know that you had an impact three months later, six months later, or whatever? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, I don't know other than keeping in contact with the organization and the leadership of, let's say you're speaking, you know, for a, a corporation or a company, and then uh, somehow they know that there's been a shift in their team and they attribute it specifically to you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not exactly sure. I'm sure there maybe there are ways to to pull people or to have have a way to figure that out. But I, I'm not sure about that. So how do you build rapport with your audience? So what what what's your your best tips or tricks for truly building some rapport so that your message is fully received? I think it's just being vulnerable and authentic with where you are, who you are, sharing the times of struggle, as well as the transformation and the success and all of that is great. But the bottom line is we all struggle in our lives. And we all have moments where we feel like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't know that I want to get out of bed this morning uh, or today. So building that like relatability, we are humans, we are connected. Uh, you know, I'm not up here. I'm not, we're, we're like all in this crazy roller coaster journey of life together. I, I feel like for me, that's, that's it. I can just, I need to stand up there. I need to share from my heart. I need to be vulnerable. 
and authentic with where I've been and my journey. And I think that at least when I hear other speakers, I am drawn toward that. Mm-hmm. Like I want to know who you are as, as a whole and what the struggles were and how you over kind of what you're asking, you know, how you overcame these things to then get to a place where maybe you are more confident, you are a little more polished. Maybe you don't shake as much anymore, that kind of stuff. So this show obviously is primarily aimed at aspiring speakers and, you know, giving them tips for success or whatever. In a sense, you're just beginning your keynote career or whatever. So you're still an aspiring speaker in many ways. So what are the things that you're focusing on as you try to build your speaking career? Absolutely. And I am. I am on that journey right now, right alongside you. Um, I This year, I've made the shift of really joining with groups of people that are doing what I would like to be doing. So having those mentors and accountability is super important. And then also in the three or so years up till this point, I've been taking every opportunity that I can to speak on podcasts, to practice and hone my skills so so I've been really searching out opportunities to be able to practice or even like that speaker competition, things where there's a date on the calendar and I have to show up. So I have to prepare that presentation uh, and it just holds me accountable to really putting myself out there, speaking more. And, and there has been a drastic improvement, I would say, from the time I started really focusing on speaking, which was about three years ago till this year. And I know by next year, it's going to be even Mm -hmm. better because I have joined all these groups of amazing people that I can look at and go, wow, it's not impossible. That person's doing it. So I could do it too. Well, sure you can. So I have a couple other questions I want to ask you, Janice. But before we do, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. And we are back with the Spotlight on a Speaking Show. And my guest this week is Janice Burt. And we're talking about Janice's journey and in a certain sense she's right there alongside with you in terms of trying to build her speaking career so great practical advice to learn from here so one of my favorite questions janice honestly is okay it's time to bury yourself a little bit here share something embarrassing that you did along the way in your speaking career that was a valuable lesson learned but maybe uncomfortable at the time and something you would highly advise new speakers not to do Oh my goodness. Well, I talked about the shaking. And honestly, I don't know if there's anything that I would say because everything is a lesson. 
I really do think that like me shaking all of those things, even if something goes horribly wrong, you will learn something from that. So it's, there are lessons in everything. I would say, as long as you just are open-minded to them and willing to continually be like, okay, what was the lesson? What could I learn in that? So even let's say there have been times where I haven't practiced as much as I maybe should have, or really dialed in, okay, the um, sequence of my speech Mm-hmm. and have kind of forgotten my flow and it's been a little clunky. So even in that case, I mean, lesson learned. I need more practice. I need to learn how to chunk things instead of, because before I would really try to memorize everything, which is why the whole forgetting your lines thing, because if everything's just memorized and you have one little glitch, you're kind of screwed. You're like, what the heck was I just talking about? Whereas if you chunk your material and go, okay, I'm going to start off with this story and attached to this story is this point that I want to get across or this lesson. And then that is going to transition into this second story that I'm sharing with this lesson attached to it or the point that you want your audience to take with them, then you're not going to feel like, oh, I'm going to forget my lines or what comes next. You can always go back to, okay, I was on this story. I know what my next topic is. So things like that, but it's all lessons and learning. And again, as long as we have the capability to see the lesson and learn from it, but continue to get up on that stage. And I guess that's what I just want to leave with everybody is the importance of, you know, you can lick your wounds. Yes, it hurts. It feels bad in the moment. Like you'll think about it at midnight going, what the heck? Why did I do that? But as long as you get back up on that stage time and time and time again, there is no failing. There is not because you're getting back up and you will improve. So Janice, I want to ask you about specifically your TEDx talk now, because, you know, people ask me about TEDx talks and my response, honestly, maybe I'm showing my naivety here, but is, you know, people do a TEDx talk or a TED talk to say that they've done a TED talk. It's more a credibility builder than anything else. Is that why you did it or has it opened other doors for you that wouldn't have opened up otherwise if you hadn't done it? Um, I, I did view it as more of a credibility mm-hmm. thing and also just to be able to put together something solid for myself. I wanted that. Like I want to put together a solid 15 to 18 minute talk that, um, that had, you know, great points, great stories that was applicable to people's lives. So that's why I applied. And the funny thing with when, with my TEDx talk is it was kind of during COVID times. So it was a Guatemala based TEDx talk, but I actually 
filmed it. So I didn't, I haven't had the experience of actually standing on the red dot and being in front of a live audience with the, the TEDx talk. It was, I recorded it from my home. Um, so I didn't, I say I kind of cheated a little bit in that regard, but it was great in the sense that I had to develop, like I said, a pretty solid talk and, um, and go through that whole process of content creation. Cause there are specific mm-hmm. things that they look for in these talks. And I would say, I don't know that it's open specific doors, but the more proof that you have the credibility thing, the more videos and areas where you pop up Mm -hmm. uh, online that people can see, oh my gosh, she has a track record or he has all of these videos that then we feel more confident in, in having that person speak. So I think it's great to have a TEDx talk for all of those reasons, uh, content creation and credibility, having people see that you're more established is, is never Mm -hmm. a bad thing. So what I really want to know is, did you shake on stage on that one? No, because it was recorded at my home. It wasn't scary at all. How many how many takes did it take? How many takes? Yeah, exactly. So that's why I say I did that was a little bit of a, a cheat. A little bit of a cheat there, but all right, Janice, let's take a couple of minutes now and, and if you would please tell people how they can get involved in your world if they so choose. And I know you offer a free preview of your book. So tell people a little bit about your book and how they can go get that free preview also. Absolutely. So you can find me at JaniceBurt.com. And that's my website. And on there, there's a a little place where you can put your email address in. And then I send a a preview of the book and some tips and tools to really kicking the people-pleasing habit because I was a pro people pleaser. I would even say I was addicted to people pleasing. So to be able to kind of walk through that uh, is a journey, but there are some tips and tools on there for people. And then also I'm very active on LinkedIn under Janice Birch, or I'm on Facebook and Instagram. So I would love to connect to your audience and, um, and stay, stay in touch. All right. I want to thank you so much, Janice, for being my guest on this episode of the Spotlight on a Speaking Show. Great words of wisdom here, and it's been so enjoyable hearing about your speaking journey. As always, I wish everybody out there the greatest of success in all that you do. Thank you for listening, as always, and may this year be your greatest year yet. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in and remember to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Until then... 
Our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business. Thank you.